out the mic what was that greg just testing out the mic with your butt yep stuck it all <laughs> the way up there now i'm speaking into it <laughs> something smells a little weird your butt smells weird it doesn't smell like a normal butt i'm saying the microphone smells weird well yeah because you stuck it up your butt oh i didn't think about that yeah no wonder mm-hmm. yeah. okay if you, if you that stick makes sense. if you stick the microphone up your butt and then put it near your nose you're gonna That'll smell will happen the microphone's gonna smell the way your butt smells or will my butt smell the way that my micro- microphone smells i don't think so how do you know because i think the the odor emissions from uh, your butt are stronger than those of the microphone you don't know i don't know there. that's let, true let me show you that's true <laughs> no no <laughs> Welcome to Armchair Radio, your best source for sports news, fantasy tips, and more. I'm Tof. I am joined by my regular co-host, avid sports fan and fantasy expert, Hey, guys, I'm Chase. Hey, Greg. Oh, hey. Are you saying that because you want to be Chase? I wish. I wish I was that cool. I do, too. Yeah. I wish I was that sport, had that much sports knowledge, too. That's impossible. That's an impossible amount of sports knowledge to have. It's not impossible because he has it. It's impossible for me. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 It's impossible for anyone else but him to have right. it. Yeah. He, he's at the top of the sports knowledge mountain. He is, he is for sure. Other than maybe like Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter or something, they right. might be slightly more tied in than Chase. Right. But he's pretty close. Yeah. 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 He yeah. is, no doubt. Boy, I like your shirt today. You like that? Bringing back the old days. Old school, baby. Yeah. You want to tell everybody what it says? Mm-hmm. It says Rugned eats for free. And I bet you no one has a clue as to what that means but me. Mm, there there might be some people that live regionally you, that listen to the so? show. Okay. Possibly. All right. Yeah, it says Rugnet Eats Free, and it's from Heim Barbecue. Right. And what yeah. does it mean? Explain to the listener. Well, Rugnet Odor was a player that used to play for the Rangers. Right. And um, he ran to second base, at which point he... Was he was he the second baseman or did he run to second base? Anyway, I always forget the name I of the. I forget how that how yeah. I think it was a slide was, situation, right? Maybe he blocked the slide or he was sliding, perhaps. Who who was the other player? It was Toronto. It was a famous Toronto Blue Jays player. It was uh, Batista, wasn't it? Jose Batista. Yeah. It, okay, wasn't it because he walked, did the walk-off homer where he flipped the bat? Well, like I mean, there was a whole bat-flipping thing. I'm not sure if that was related, but th- they were not getting along. No. And there was there was a, a conflict between the two players at second base, and I th- I think Rugnet Odor one punch knocked him down. <laughs> he didn't knock him out. It right. wasn't Aaron Downey versus Jesse Bolaris. Right. But it was a one-punch hit to the jaw, and Batista went down. Yeah. Yeah, and so... Heim Barbecue made up these T-shirts and announced publicly that Rugnet could come there anytime he wants. Yeah. And there you go. Free. There's a little sports knowledge for you. Yeah, local, right? Local. Yeah, uh-huh. it was. I mean, and now Rugnet Odor is. I'm not even sure if he's in the major leagues. He really flamed out. I don't think he is. Yeah, but um, but he was a hero there for a while. He was. He was a local hero. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Greg. Before we get started, let's do this. I want to. Let's express, do this. Oh, wait, 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 see, you're All ready. Right. You're yeah, ready. I'm ready. 
Well, you've been off for a couple of weeks. Yep, I have. And related to well, that, I, mean, I wanted had to... COVID, so... There's no proof that I had COVID. I was available. I was under the weather. I was infirmed. I wasn't getting in front of your COVID self. That's true, but we don't know if I had COVID. True. I was infirmed. Well, no, we pretty much know. I was infirmed. I'm acknowledging. We pretty much know. But in any case... By the way, how are you? I'm fine. Oh, good. No lasting effects or anything? I don't know. Okay, that's good. There's no way to know that. Okay. Related to your absence from the show due to my infirmity, I did want to express my appreciation for Harlan McKenzie. Oh, he was great. He was great. Harlan was great. He's very funny. Yes. He's very engaging. He's always always very positive, too. He's very positive. He's he's self-deprecating, which is additionally funny. He'll rip on his own team. Yes. He's very honest about his own team. And he's kind of just up for anything. He just in general, he's very likable. Yeah, yeah. And I and I like that kind of fan too, even though I don't like his team. Right. I appreciate that kind of fan because I'm kind of in a way I'm the same way. You know, I'm, I'm I, look. I'll rip on my own team when they they're bad and and talk about, and I root for them every week and I watch them and I'm you know I'm a diehard fan, but I'll let them know when they suck. I will too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I will not shy away from criticism right. from my own my own teams. And I know when another team's better than mine. <laughs> Instead of just going, yeah, my team's going to kill yours. Right. Yeah. Basically, Harlan's all the things that I'm not. Right. Yeah. Another person we found out is much better than me. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. He went, yeah. Without a beat, just right. came right in and replaced you. Uh-huh. <laughs> no problem. Thanks. No, no. Thanks for... I mean, my wife's bringing, you know, she's bringing in new guys every week, just showing <laughs> really? how much oh, wow. better they are than me, too. Wow. Yeah. And you have no argument there, uh, either. Nope. Nope. They're all better <laughs> than me, too. You are not fulfilling your roles nope, in life, just I'm in not. general. I'm not. Well, Harlan certainly did, and we appreciate it. Yes. Thank you, Harlan. Greg, are you ready to talk about possibly the best weekend of NFL football in the history of the league? Eh, I mean, like, do we have to? <laughs> I think we do because okay. that's that's why we have the podcast. Right. We got some big news and big games, so yeah, let's do this. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump right in. Bengals versus Titans, a close game throughout. In the end, the Bengals win with a 52-yard field goal in the final seconds to win the game. Yeah, I mean, what a game! First of all, what a game that was. Second of all, you've got you've got. The Bengals, who gave up nine sacks and still ended up winning the game. And Burrow still threw for 75%. Yes. I mean, how is that possible? And then Jamar Chase goes off. Yes. And, I mean, Jamar, Jamar, Jamar Chase is ridiculous. If you think about, like, we think we talked about it last time, but, like, Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on the same team with Burrow as their quarterback, no wonder they won the national championship. I mean, That's that right. team is ridiculous. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like Jamar Chase, first of all, at the beginning of the year, everybody was saying, oh yeah, he can't catch the ball, you know, he can't do the converting from college to football is going to be much more difficult for him because his hands are small and he's going to be dropping ball. Dude's a freaking maniac. Well, and he's... He's gotten better as the years... And as, he has as, no fear. Yeah. Yeah. Like he has the right level of confidence. Right. To do what he's doing. That team, that team has been like, I don't think, did anybody pick him last no. Yeah. So we'll get I mean, to that they're, later. They're, they're a huge, huge underdog, obviously. And, and man, man. And he's what come a out game. and said, I don't want to hear the underdog talk. Yeah. We're not an underdog. Yeah. Good for him. I mean, I like his attitude. Maybe he's not. I like his attitude. I do too. Uh, unfortunately, the thing about nine sacks 
first of all, that's an enormous number of sacks. Yes. Under any circumstance. Right. So their O-line is terrible. But the thing about terrible. nine sacks is is that just represents the general pressure he's under. Yeah. So, and so he's, they got to him nine times. Right. But they affected his game quite a few more times. Right. But he still completed 75% of his passes. Which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Because that's the excuse for Dak every year is, oh, he was pressured the whole time, right? Dallas's O-line was not great this season, but it was much better than Cincinnati, oh, and, particularly in that game. Much better. Yeah. And But that's a lot of times what people's excuses are is, right. oh, yeah, if you had a good offensive line, you'd be able to throw. Oh, Burrow says, I don't care. Well, the part that I agree with is if you have a good offensive line, you can see what your, oh, what your no quarterback's doubt. truly capable yes. of because it's hard to assess a quarterback when he's under that much pressure. But, I mean, point taken. Yeah. I mean, he, he didn't matter. No. Now he played – played what a game and then also story about the kicker came out did you hear about this i don't think so so their kicker who's a he was draft he was the only kicker drafted this this past fifth year. round i think so yeah. yeah and before he went on the field he says oh, yeah, to, yeah. to the yeah, yeah to the holder who is the backup quarterback he goes well looks like we're going the afc championship game he was saying basically i'm making this kick and we're going so great yeah oh so yeah is he approaching a mike vanderjet level of cockiness <laughs> no 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 that guy was ridiculous who had a hall of fame level of cockiness that was guy was the worst ever <laughs> well statistically for a while he was the best kicker of all time right and then he started kicking quite poorly and he started talking about how much of a goat he was and ended up <laughs> sucking after that yes he did so great. I love Mike Vanderjack, by the way. I can't stand that dude. No, you well, love him because of how just ridiculously much of a douche he is. For sure. Yeah. For sure. It's hilarious. Yeah. 49ers versus Packers. The Packers were in control basically throughout this the game. The entire game. Yes. The entire game. The entire game. But the Niners kept it close. They kept I mean, it close. It never got yeah. out of hand. Well, that's the thing. It was a defensive battle. That's right. It and was then, in Green Bay, and it was kind of snowing a little bit. And it was eventually the it was snowing weather. a lot. It yeah. was so great. It was but a perfect then, Green Bay weather. It was. But then, with about five minutes left, San Francisco blocks a punt for a touchdown to tie the game. Then Green Bay has to punt on their next possession. The Niners get the ball with about three minutes left. They drive down and kick a 45-yard field goal to win the game in the closing seconds. That's the only time they led the game the entire game. <laughs> on the final field goal. Final field goal. That's right. With no seconds left on the clock. They never led the game the entire time. And they time. tied it with a blocked punt yes, touchdown. right. Correct. <laughs> like, that's serious. That's so unlikely. Their offense really didn't do it. Like, both no. teams. It was a defensive battle. Like I said, yes. it was... It was so after that first day of games, you're like, wow. Well, you and I text each other and we're like, I just hope the next day is just as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're like, we, well, we, you know, it's, it's looking like it could be, but, you know, who knows? It's probably going to be blowouts, it's right? It's a, a lot to live up to, especially after last weekend. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But then we get the Rams versus the Bucks, and the Rams built a 27 to 3 lead against Tom Brady up and his by team. 24. And. So three touchdowns and three two-point conversions or three touchdowns and a field goal. That's at the end of the third almost. Yes, right? that's right. Yeah. So, so the Bucks were making so many mistakes, so many penalties. They had three unsportsmanlike conduct penalties mm-hmm. for 15 yards each, including Tom, the 
first of Tom Brady's career. Right. He barked at the ref and got 15 yards. Right. That's never happened ever. Never. And so they were ma- he wasn't playing that great. You know, he didn't have his full complement of receivers. You know, they had injuries. They had offensive linemen. Their uh, Worfs was out, I believe. Their uh, right right tackle. Yes. Um, he and he's fantastic. So he was out. They were they they were down to their third offensive tackle on that side because the backup got hurt too. Yes. So at, at halftime it was twenty to three. Yeah. And the Rams were going to get the ball back at the beginning of, of the second half. Right. So, so there was nothing going right. the Bucks way. There was no indication and that they were going to score sent any points. You even a text at one point. It, I might have sent that at 14-3. I think you did. Maybe. And then the Rams missed an extra point. What I think did, that's, you said this so, is I think it's it said over. it's over. And you yeah. said, no, Tom Brady. Yeah. And we could talk about that in a minute. But what happened was is that Tom Brady brings them all the way back and ties the game with 42 seconds which to is, go. Which is like, okay. I mean, like. You're down 24, and you come back with like, uh, I think it was a quarter. And how much time was on the clock? Here, let me look. When they t- when they tied it? No, when they were down 24. Like, how much time was left in the game at that point? I'm not sure at the beginning of the drive, but he the tying touchdown was with 42 seconds to go. Um, no, yeah, not that one. I'm talking about. Okay, so the Bucks. If I go to drives, okay, so the TD. Um, was scored last TD was scored yeah okay was scored with 7 minutes and 11 seconds left in the third quarter is when the Rams scored their TD to go up 24 points okay so there was a quarter and 7 minutes left you know so they had to score three touchdowns and a field goal to tie up the game in a quarter and 7 minutes and they did it with 48 seconds to spare. They scored four, three touchdowns and a field goal. Mm-hmm. And it's 48 seconds left, and you're like, okay, this thing's going to overtime. Yeah. But nope. Then Somehow, they left Cooper Cup one-on-one with uh-huh. a safety. That's right. What were they thinking? Yeah, unbelievable. Was that? A, I mean, did, did anything come out about that? I haven't heard. No, no. Mm-hmm. Like, was it a mistake or was it on purpose they did this or what? I'm like, I don't know. How can you leave Cooper Cup? He's the guy who had the most yards, the most receptions, and most touchdowns out of anyone in the uh-huh. entire league this year. That's right. And you leave him one on one with a safety with no over the top help. Nothing. The Triple Crown and an MVP candidate. Right. (laughs) The biggest threat on the field. And you leave him just sitting. I mean, like, how do you do that? So Tom Brady came back and brought him back once again. And I'm not a – I don't like Tom Brady, but you know what? I I like him. I like him better than Rodgers. And I've I've grown to like Tom Brady more over the years, actually. I thought I would hate him more. And, like, when he was at Patriots for a long time – when he finally came back in that Super Bowl against the um, Atlanta Atlanta Falcons, I finally just threw down my hate for him. And I You're just like, go, all right, I don't hate him anymore. Tip of the cap. He's ridiculous. He is ridiculous. And then he did this, too. Uh-huh. Single-handedly did this, basically, with a lot of his guys out. At the age of 44. Uh-huh. Let's not overlook that. He's not, right. he's not, thir- he's not 34. He's not 24. Right. He is 44 years old. The the past uh, cup bomb 
mm-hmm. and sets up a thirty-yard field goal. Right. And for the third game of the weekend, the kicker kicks the winning field goal in the final seconds. Right. <laughs> so we're like, oh my, we're going in the last game. We're like, this is. There's no way it gets been any better than this. Well, when I saw the matchup between the Bills and the Chiefs, I was hoping that that would be a great game. Yeah. But I'm with you. After the first After three After the first games, three, I'm like, there's like, no way it's going to be that, that good. There is no way. No way. You can't top that and level of football. And holy crap. <laughs> I mean, I was like, what happened? We were texting throughout. Yes. Well, definitely down the stretch. Especially, yeah, we kind of, we, we started texting close to the end. And go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, you can summarize it or, or walk everyone through it. But basically, every... In the fourth quarter, every, every was time, just nuts. Every time something happened, one of us would text each other, there's no way. This is right. not, not going to happen. Right. It's over. The game was over like four times. It went back and forth. Yeah, and like, really, it's the second half was really good. The first half was okay. It was tied 14-14. It was a good right. good game. And then you get in that third, and then KC scored two in a row, and then... It looks like they were about to run away with it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. They scored a field goal and a touchdown. Right. Back to back. And so, and then, so it started to look like they were coming back, and then... Josh Allen threw that freaking bomb. You remember that gun? Yes. Oh, to Davis at 75. And then a lot of, I saw a tweet, it was really interesting, and said um, conservative quarterbacks would hit the check down here on this play. And it showed one of the, like, I think the running backs coming out of the backfield that was going to be open. Uh, a good quarterback would throw it to the tight end, coming Dawson Knox coming over the middle, who was wide open during that play. That's right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then they go, a completely badass would throw it <laughs> <laughs> over the top to freaking Davis on, on this. And that's what he did. So Gabriel Davis, who had over 200 yards and four touchdowns in that game. Came out of nowhere. Yes. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. And, like, people now in fantasy, I'm seeing, like, all these, like, trades for him in like <laughs> dynasty leagues that right. people are trading first round picks for him and stuff like that. So yeah, it's one of those where, so he throws that and then the fourth quarter happens, right? Which I told you, I've seen some amazing games and this, you know, I mean, just thinking about them, like the, the, the comeback game, which was Frank Wright came back from 32 points down. Against the Oilers? Against the Oilers. Mm-hmm. 32 points down in yeah. 93, I think it was. Well, I mean, Tom Brady's comeback this weekend wasn't not, wasn't anything to sneeze at. No, no so, not I mean, at all. So um, it was fantastic. But then so I've seen some good games. So I saw that game, and I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. You see the Music City Miracle back mm-hmm. in the day, which was unbelievable. The one a couple, few years back that um, Stefan Diggs – against the um, Saints. Do you remember that? I don't know that I do. Oh, my gosh. There was no time on the clock. They had to score a touchdown and somehow threw a bomb to Diggs, and Diggs took it down the sideline for a touchdown to win the game, walk-off <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> and you're like, how did they not just play everybody back? Um, and then there was this game. And this game... And I'm sure there was more, but this game, seriously, it, I'm not saying it's the best, but it is one of the best I have ever seen. 
ever seen. And I think everyone was talking about it that way. For, well, I mean, some, some writers and journalists that cover the NFL are saying this is the best weekend of NFL football ever. Best weekend, I, I don't have a question about that. And at all. pointing to that game is possible. I heard another conversation this morning on the radio that this might be the, that might be the best game ever. It's one of them, mm-hmm, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so you have what happens was, is first of all, Mahomes is going down and then he throws that short pass to Hill. And Hill just freaking goes. Actually, two minutes at two minute warning, um, Buffalo scores, right? So at two minutes, Buffalo scores. Then with 113, they throw it to Hill on a little crossing route, and that dude just goes off and gives the peace sign. He's be I saw another tweet on that one. He goes, I've never seen anybody basically start taunting. With a guy ahead of him. (laughs) In front. (laughs) Yeah. So Hill was behind this linebacker dude, giving him the peace sign before he even was at his level and just went flying by him. Yeah. And scored with 113 on the clock. They clocked him him at 21 miles an hour. Right. (laughs) And at that point, you and I are like going, what? This is Josh Allen's time, you know, to shine. He's got, he's got a minute. And 13 left. Right. I go, if he does it here, I go, this guy's ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I told you I That's said. That's right. And he goes down, takes them down. They score. Gabriel Davis again scores his fourth touchdown at that point. Go over 200 yards with 17 seconds left on the clock. And you text me and said something and i go this game's over yeah there's not enough time well with the kickoff now i mean now now it's legend there was 13 seconds left right 13 yes so 13 seconds left on the clock (laughs) and i sent you a text right when they did like right before they did it but i said what if they do the tyree kill thing what they did to dallas they basically threw a short pass to Hill against Dallas, and he took it all the way down at the end, at the half, basically, and went like sixty yards or something. Instead of throwing a bomb in the end zone, what they did was they threw a short one to Hill, and Hill just weaved through the Cowboys to score a touchdown. That's right. Well, he went down and and, and got some good yardage, and then what was it seven seconds left, or how much time was left? But basically, there was not much time left. And Kelsey gets wide open. Yeah. And they're now in field goal range. Mm-hmm. They had two timeouts. I had three timeouts, I believe, actually. Yes, they did. They had all three. Yeah. And they call timeout. And with three seconds left, Butker gets up there and kicks a 49-yarder to bring it to overtime. So all four games... The kicker in closing seconds either wins the game or, or saves it, it and yes. sends it in overtime. All four. Anyway, anyway, the Cowboys kickers are lined up. <laughs> he no. would have missed three extra points before that, mm-hmm. most yeah. likely. Yeah. Um, so he ties it up. He kicks a 49-yarder in KC, and you know it's cold there, too. And then they go to overtime. And then the whole debate starts after this because Mahomes drives him down throws the touchdown to Kelsey and basically the 
the Bills have no shot at doing anything at sure. that point because they scored the touchdown. Game over. Walk yeah. Off. So Josh Allen called the the coin flip. He got to call it. Right. Called tails. It was heads. Right. Gives Casey I guess the ball. T- tails does fail. <laughs> so that that means Kansas City gets the ball, and the way the game was going, you're like I the last it, person to touch it. Well, I mean, the ch- based on how it was going, not just how right. you would expect it to go, just in a general game, but you're like, well, it's about 90% they're going to score a touchdown. Yeah. And they did, and it was yeah. over. It was over, and what a, I mean, what a freaking game that was. So it was, that was amazing, for sure. It was, it's the best weekend of football I've ever been a part There's of, There's no question. Sure. And the last game, all of them were great games. The last game was even better than the first three. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So the Chiefs coach Andy Reid, along with pretty much everyone else, is now questioning the NFL's overtime rules. Which which is funny because it was the Chiefs who wanted the overtime rules back in the day, and the Bills voted no against it. Did you know that? No. Yeah. But I know that, that Andy Reid was on the losing side of this in 2018. Yeah, that's, when he, that's when they were trying to okay. do it then. Yeah. Um, and the Bills basically voted no against it. <laughs> um, What's so, your opinion? Look, I understand the thing where you say, oh, well, defense has to play too. But they both should have the opportunity to play. I do both too. defenses, both offense. And I don't know the best way to figure it out. Because, like, I think one of the issues has been in the past is that the overtimes went on and on and on. And sometimes they ended up ties. Some, you know, then if you, if it's just sudden death, it can go on for a long, long time. And your people are playing football, right? So it's a little different than baseball. Um, so I don't know the exact answer for it, but I think both teams should have the opportunity, is my point, to have their offense on the on the field. Well, the good news is, is that the NFL Competition Committee has always been willing to discuss things and make changes. Yeah. I mean, they make changes every offseason yeah, regarding something. So they it's going to get addressed. Right. I don't know what the solution will be, but it's not going to be the same next year. Probably not. I bet it's changed. Yeah. Now, what can they do? I don't know. Like in the regular season, I don't think it matters as much as it no. does in the postseason. I agree. I've heard some solutions batted around. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Anyway, I, the fact that three or four games this past weekend were won by the road team, by the way. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think that's very interesting. So three very of the four games were won by the road team and with field goals in the closing seconds. So we saw some amazing quarterback play but kickers also share the spotlight in a way that they typically don't there's no doubt next all right greg how about the news let's do it so david ortiz joins the 2022 hall of fame class as barry bonds and roger clemens fall off the ballot for good i saw a tweet that says the all-time home run later the all-time um wait who was the other one roger oh, clemens the, the all-time was it strikeout leader Roger Clemens? I'm not sure. Or was it, he, he has some record. Right. So all-time, and the all-time um, hits leader, which is also Pete Rose, none of them are in the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> right. But the funny thing is, yeah, the, I mean, it's based on the steroid stuff, obviously, but I wonder if it's the way they handled the There's steroid no stuff. There's no question. There's no question. Ortiz got busted for steroids at one point. But, it, but, but Big Poppy is one of the most beloved baseball mm-hmm. players in the history of the right, game. Right, right. No, it makes a difference. Right. I mean, guys that went in front of Congress or were contrite or apologized, you know, those kind of guys, Right. they're in. Mm-hmm. They're in. So it's definitely people guys' attitude. Barry Bonds came out and said he doesn't care whether he's in the Hall of Fame or not. I don't believe him. 
Roger Clemens said something like that, too. Fine. I mean, they have to say that, right? They have to. Right. But they're jerks, and that's why they're not in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is a jerk. Right. That's why he's not in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, the betting thing. Betting I know. thing's a little different, too. No, it's it's different. Especially but, if you... Uh, but think about it. If Pete Rose was beloved... Yeah. If he was, like, a really likable guy, they, they have reached out to him over the years to try to smooth things over and maybe ask for an apology or whatever, and he's been a jerk about it. Yeah. So I I don't know if, if people agree that that's a good reason to keep someone out, but jerks don't get into the Hall of Fame when, when there's a controversial issue. They don't. Right. Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Keith Yandel is the new NHL Ironman. He's appeared in 965 straight games going back to March 22nd, 2009. Can you I mean, imagine playing nearly 1,000 no, games without missing? Hockey. NHL hockey. Hockey. Yes. I don't care if it's NHL hockey or whether it's that's your true. peewee pickup hockey game. I mm-hmm. mean, like... Hasn't missed. How is that even possible? That's more, way more impressive to me than, like, uh, the Cal Ripken. Yeah. Way more impressive to me than, like, For Cal sure. Ripken's deal. Jaguars defensive end Laurente McRae got in a little trouble on Sunday, Greg. He made an obscene hand gesture at police officers and fled a would-be traffic stop. Now, I don't know what... I gesture- have not heard this one. Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know what hand gesture they're talking about, but whatever it was, it was obscene. Yes. Uh, do you think it was a wave? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it waved yeah. in an offensive way. Huh. In any case, after, after making the hand gesture and then speeding away, he then reached speeds of 100 miles an hour, crossed over three lanes of traffic during an ensuing chase. He was later arrested and charged with fleeing and attempting to elude law enforcement. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Greg, that charge is a second-degree felony. Ooh. Yes, so he's now a felon as a result of that escapade. And this follows... Did you find anything in his car or anything? Or No, just the act of, the, of fleeing, apparently. So that's all that he did was just flee, fl- basically waved, real friendly-like, <laughs> uh-huh. and then fleed, yeah. went over 100 miles an hour, and went three lanes back and forth and tried to evade police. Yes. The, char- the charges of fleeing and attempting to elude law enforcement... That's a second-degree felony. So he's now a felon if he gets convicted. Wow. That follows last week's story about Brown's defensive tackle, Malik McDowell, who was also arrested in Florida on charges of public exposure and resisting arrest. (laughs) What's with Florida? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, but I'm I'm very fond of both those stories. Greg Antonio Brown says he wants to play with Lamar Jackson. (laughs) So he'll get less balls thrown his way? I don't know. I mean, what? One of the quarterbacks, this man. One of the quarterbacks that runs more than anyone else. Unbelievable. It probably throws for I don't know fifteen times a game. And you know there are people out there right now who like uh, just to get Twitter likes are just saying we stand with Antonio Brown. Oh my gosh! <laughs> one of our favorite stories, Greg Urban Meyer says his tenure with the Jaguars was the worst experience of his professional lifetime. I'm sure it was. <laughs> how could how could anything top that? I like the phrasing of his professional lifetime. Yeah. I think that's odd phrasing, yeah. but that is the quote, and I don't blame him. It was pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Greg, in quarterback news, Faker Mayfield will be out four to six months after shoulder surgery. Faking it. Mm-hmm. What's it? Yeah, he'll be on the beach, relaxed, and having a good time. That's right. Philadelphia Eagles, uh, this is good news for other NF- NFC East fans like yourself and oh, yeah. me and our friend Harlan. Uh-huh. The Philadelphia Eagles commit to Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback in 2022. Yeah. I think that's excellent news. You know what, though? They went to the playoffs, and they have three first-round picks. In the first sure. year of expanded playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, but still, they made the playoffs. Yeah, that's true. 
a lot of people picked the Eagles to finish dead last in the division this year. That's true. I think I might have. Yeah, we may have. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's either them or the Giants. Tom Brady's undecided on returning next year, says his family will have input into that decision. Yeah, I don't think that's happened. You think he's coming back? Yeah, I think he's coming back. He says he wanted to play until he was 45. He has one year left on his contract. He'll be 45 in August, just before the start of the next season. Right. So if he doesn't come back, I blame Antonio Brown. (laughs) Now, Gronk has said he would consider coming back even without Brady. Yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because he quit a while back and Brady brought him back out of retirement. And now he wants to keep playing. Interesting. If I was him, I would reserve. And they're both freaking great. Yeah. Well, I mean, Still. Gronk was virtually Brady's only target in that game. Reliable. Well, Mike Evans. Well, I, well, that's true. I mean, but in the first part of that game, he didn't throw yeah. that off into Mike yeah. Evans. Then he picked it up. Right. But Gronk was there consistently the entire game. Yeah. Rogers taking time to decide if he'll return to Green Bay. I heard an interview. I think it's going to depend. Here's my opinion. It's going to depend on Devontae Adams and what happens with him. Well, I read an article, and he kind of said it in reverse, that he was going to let everyone know by the end of February so that Devonte Adams and other players can decide what they're going to do. Well, I think they have to put the franchise tag on him by February 15th. And I think that's what he is kind of waiting to see what they're willing to do. He's basically saying, I don't want the franchise tag on Devonte. If you had to bet, would you say Rogers suits up for green Bay next season? I don't know. I don't know. I, either. I don't know. He also said if he retires, he's not coming back. Right. But I don't, I don't think he's retiring. I think that's the last thing. And then going somewhere else or or Green Bay. I'm still going to stick with Green Bay for now. Because I last too. I had heard was that they had really... Apparently, he and the GM now are on good terms. Um, they're actually... He, he even mentioned on the Pat McAfee show that they're they're kind of, you know, kind of friends now. Right. Um, and they've really helped that relationship. And... So my guess is that second would be going to another team and third would be retiring. Yeah. Which what which way do you go there? I would agree with that. Okay. I think he's happier now. But I think he'll have a lot of say so and say you need to make sure you sign Devonte and you needed to do this mm-hmm. or whatever maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Our friend Chase is excited as the Chicago Bears are hiring Chiefs Assistant Director of Player Personnel Ryan Poles as their yeah, next GM. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's that's should be a pretty good hire. Yeah, I think so. And um, just before we started recording, Vikings announced the hiring of Browns Adolfo Mensa as their new GM. So, oh they're, yeah, they're starting to fill some some coaching and GM vacancies. And then there's this story, Greg. And this kind of came out of nowhere, I think, for most people. But Oh, yeah. After 15 Big seasons one. with the Saints, Sean Payton has announced his retirement from the organization. Were you, I'm, I'm assuming you're as surprised as anybody about it. I've been hearing some rumors like really? on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, so it didn't come as a complete surprise to me. And um, of course... And then they, I think it was like earlier this... Maybe it was the, maybe it was the weekend they asked the um, owner of... The Saints, uh, what's her name? Mrs. Something, I forget. Um, but they asked her about it, and she was even kind of noncommittal, like she knew he might be going. Mm. Um, so there's been some rumors here and there. But I, I basically, I think, the salary cap situation, I was looking it up. 
they're like almost 80 million over the cap next year. Oh my gosh. They don't have a quarterback. Right. The next closest to them has like 40 million over the cap. So they're like double the next closest to them. And then the Cowboys have like 20 million over the cap. Right. So like you're like they're in, they're in a real cap problem. They have no quarterback. He the the dealing I heard dealing with COVID. They had to move their team out for a month, I think it was, and couldn't play in their stadium. Right. So I think a lot of that wore on them. They signed that bizarre contract with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Which could get very expensive, especially if he plays quarterback. Right. So, yeah, they've got problems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. And, of course, anytime there's Sean Payton news, it stirs up the fan base of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, boy, does it. Boy, does it. Is there any chance? Now, he's got three years left on his contract, and so does Mike McCarthy. So you have to pay off Mike McCarthy, and you'd have to trade for Sean Payton. This is my thought. Um, I think it's Mrs. Benson, isn't it? I think that's who it is. Um, Miss Benson and him are still very tight. And I think he, from what I had heard through the, through some sources, I've got sources, is that he is going to ask them to require not a high draft pick for him. And I think whenever that happens, Whenever that happens, I think eventually I don't. I my guess is this next year he'll probably go into broadcasting for a year and then come back out and start coaching in a year. That's my guess. Yeah, um, it could happen this year, but my guess is it's next year. Well, if it happens next year, it's going to hang over the Dallas Cowboys franchise for the entire for a full season. Year. For the yeah. entire season, if Mike McCarthy doesn't win a Super Bowl, he's gone. No, I think I no. think I know from people who have, who have been in the organization that Sean Payton would work for the Cowboys. Really? Yes. A lot of people are like, oh, he would never do that. He would. And Jerry Jones loves him. Okay, so, so, so similar to... My guess is that it's going to hang over McCarthy for a year. And if he does not win a Super Bowl, if they lose in the Super Bowl and they can get Sean Payton they will hire Sean Payton. Yeah. Although they have a very similar resume. They do. Mm-hmm. It's similar, but I think Sean Payton has done things for his team without Breeze when, when Breeze has been hurt multiple times. Right. And this past year, they were going to in the playoffs. They were going to make the playoffs if the Rams had just beat the 49ers the last game of the season. Yeah, that's right. With no quarterback. Well, yeah, I think... I've heard other people agree with you that he's done quite a bit more with less yes. than most other coaches. Right. Next. Greg, you ready to pick some games? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, let's take a quick look at last week's results first. We all did pretty bad. You actually did the best by going two and two. Okay. All right. Vlado went one and three. Harlan went one and three. And I did the worst. What did you do? I went 0 and 4. Whoa! We mm-hmm. had two offers in a row? The week before, we had somebody go over. 0, 0 and 6. Yeah, that was and Harland. Then, yeah. That was Harland. The Harland, gambler. Right. He went 0 and 6, then you went 0 and 4. Yeah, I went 0 wow. and 4. Wow. You guys are sports experts. I mean, I look at the picks that I made. I don't think my picks were bad. You'd still it do just, the same thing? I mean, 
<laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, okay, I do. Right. I mean, look at how close the games were. Okay, I think the closest the games speak for themselves. So yeah. I, I don't regret my picks. I just it just didn't go my way at yeah. all. Uh-uh. No, yeah. it sure didn't, did it? So the postseason records to date: you're at eight and two. I'm at six and four. Vlado's at six and four, and our gambling friend Harlan is at three and seven. So, so I'm two up. Yeah, and then, I mean we only have three, three more games. games to choose. So, who won the regular season? Uh, you did by two games. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> oh, looky there. So, although you had a, a miserable fantasy football season, you had an excellent year of picking. So I did. Yep. I did. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not a sports fantasy expert. I'm just a sports game picking expert. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll give that All to right. you. All right. Well, let's pick this week's games. There's only two. There's only two games left before the Super Bowl. That's true. <laughs> Greg, Bengals or Chiefs? Chiefs. I think we're all going to pick the same ones because everyone picked the Chiefs. And 49ers versus Rams. Rams. Yeah. Although I think the 49ers have beat the Rams quite a few times recently. That's true. There's no drama here because everyone picked exactly the same. So, so there'll be so no I movement. Win. Yeah. So you win. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but that's understandable. I'm not willing to pick underdogs. Although I, I honestly won't be surprised I mean, if, if either one of the underdogs win the games. I'd be more surprised. I was more, way more confident in the Chiefs than I was the Rams, honestly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, I could have picked the 49ers. I guess I agree with that. Well, of course you could have. No, I'm saying like I in my head I could have. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? And just to support our picks, the Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bengals. And the Rams are three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Niners. Like I said, a lot closer to choose between those two. So anyway, yeah, everybody picked the same. We'll see if we're right. So I guess um, whatever happens, we're all going to have the same record after this, at least for the week. Yep. All right, that's all we have for this edition of Armchair Radio. We will not have an episode next week. We will have a Super Bowl preview the following week. So tune in for that episode. Some brief credits before we go. Find us on Twitter by searching at Team Armchair. The number for the hotline is 405-785-0355. If you like the show, tell your friends and please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Armchair Radio is a member of the Podfix Network. For more information, go to podfixnetwork.com and search at Podfix on Twitter. Thank you to our friend Phil Rude for our custom logo. Until next time, I'm Tove. He's Greg. And this is Armchair Radio. The pick a gravity expert. Beard. <laughs> a gravity beer production. See you later, everybody. Uh. Hey, everybody, it's time for a podcast.